0: welcome to the under 30 wealth podcast you are here today because you want to learn about the basics of personal finance investing and online business so i'm excited to have you here today and i've got another amazing episode coming your way full of lessons that you can take and apply to your financial life so if you're ready let's get started Welcome to Under 30 Wealth. This is Nick Foy and I'm the founder of Under30Wealth.com, a personal finance, investing, and online business entrepreneurship blog or website. Uh, I cover many different topics basically to teach you about money and success and self-development. And today, this is the introductory episode to my new podcast that I'm going to be starting. So first, I'm gonna dive into a little bit about my background story about me so that you can understand who I am and uh, basically learn about me. And then we're going to turn over to uh, these, this podcast so you know what to expect moving forward in the coming weeks and months as far as how this podcast can serve you uh, to grow your knowledge about financials and investing. So first of all, a little bit about me. Um, I started basically investing and being interested in money at a young age. Uh, I started helping family in real estate because my dad was a real estate agent, and I had an uncle who often did fix-ups on different properties, so I helped a lot of family out when I was younger and kind of got to learn real estate. I'd go on showings all the time with my dad, so I never was too interested in real estate. I was more into the stock market, so I started out trading equities in the stock market uh, my first few years right when I turned 18 and when I was 18, 19, I was trading stocks and doing pretty well. I had my ups and downs at first, and then I corrected the ship and got to the point where I I knew what I was doing because originally I jumped into stock investing without any knowledge at all, and I lost a bunch of money, but over time I kept educating myself, learning how to trade, and eventually made it all the way back, and then I made a bunch more and grew my net worth pretty sizably uh, trading penny stocks. I was, at one point my freshman year, making a couple thousand dollars a week on different penny stocks Uh, during the, you could call it like the marijuana legalization boom. I was just trading, you know, little fake penny stocks that were trying to say that they were going to, you know, be the next big thing in Colorado. So a lot of them were spiking up, you know, 100 to 300% within a week. And so I was riding that wave. And then, of course, being the first time investing in penny stocks, I didn't know when to get out. So I got burned there as well. And Uh, A lot of my money that I'd made, I lost it and gave it back. So eventually, I just stuck to trading normal equities, blue chip companies. So that's what I've been doing, just kind of trading for fun on the side and some like steadier. But lately, with the markets being the way they are, stocks haven't been the greatest thing to be investing in. So overall, once I kind of got away from stocks after my freshman year, once I kind of got burned again in penny stocks, I started looking into real estate. Because uh, at the same time, my freshman year of college, I started learning about this thing called passive income. So instead of, you know, working a job where you're going every day trading your hours for a wage that your employer kind of sets for you and determines, uh, you can I was looking more into like passive income where I can get paid, you know, 24 hours a day, whether I'm working or not working. It's called passive income. So you set up basically an asset that pays you whether you're, you know, putting any work in or not, you could sit back and watch your asset just bring in money. So I started looking around for different types of assets that produce passive income and real estate is one of those. If you know of like landlording, becoming a landlord, uh, owning rental properties. So every month you're going to receive, you know, a rent check from your tenant. And if you have multiple properties, you're going to have multiple tenants and multiple rent checks coming in. And, you know, throughout the month, there's not really a whole lot of work to be done on the Property because it's just somebody living in your house that you own and they're renting it from you So they're just you know paying you a monthly check and you might have a little bit of maintenance here and there where You don't even have to do it yourself You can you know hire it out like you can have a handyman come in and do any fixes or repairs that the tenant might have throughout the month But for the most part, it's pretty passive and if you wanted it truly passive Then you could just hire a property manager. They usually take one month's rent or In other words they take eight to ten percent of your gross rents so you can hire a property manager for and they'll manage your property for you for the whole year and that's truly passive income then because you know you're just collecting rent checks that your property manager is sending you and they're the ones that are monitoring your property getting at least uh evicting tenants and taking care of all the legal and insurance aspects of your property as well so real estate was really interesting to me um 90 of millionaires uh, credit real estate to helping them build their wealth up to the million dollar mark. So it's one of those assets that always appreciates because land is a scarce resource. It's limited. So, you know, it's, as more and more population grows in the U S and in the entire world, there's going to be more and more demand for somewhere to live. And there's only so much land here on earth. So real estate and land is one of those assets. That's always appreciating. Now the structure built on top of land, is what depreciates like a house, a house depreciates, but it's the land underneath that appreciates. So you can see in different parts of the country, when you got oceanside property, that land is highly sought after. So people are paying tons of money to have an ocean property. Whereas a property in the middle of nowhere might be fairly cheap. So then you've got, you know, different locations that bring in different land values based on, because every piece of land is unique. It's its own unique piece of land. There's no two same pieces of land. So you know that's how land values differ across the country and across the world so that's one of the great things about real estate somebody's always going to need a place to live so you can pretty much bet that land prices are always going to go up and if you're smart you can invest in real estate and make a lot of money so investing in real estate is one of the big things i started turning to by my like the end of my freshman year starting my sophomore year of of college and basically i just you know studied 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 i spent hours and hours learning as much as i could And I tried to take action right away because you hear about this thing called analysis paralysis where people just become insight junkies. They just learn, 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 but they never actually, you know, take action on the knowledge that they're gaining. So they're full of knowledge, but they don't have anything to show for it because they don't take action. So I started trying to take action pretty early in my real estate knowledge. I got the ground knowledge that I needed to get going. And me and a friend partnered up and we started trying to get going with wholesaling Which is a real estate strategy you'll learn about on my website but basically it's a no money down strategy where we're going to find properties to fix and flip we're going to get them under contract and then instead of buying them and fixing and flipping them we're just going to basically sell the contract to another investor who can then take over the property and do the actual rehab fix and flip it and we get you know a spread from what we got it under contract for and what we flip it to the uh investor who's going to end up doing the repairs and stuff so you can usually make $2,000 two thousand to ten thousand uh, dollars fairly easy doing uh, wholesaling but that's another topic so that's what I started at and eventually I moved over to wanting to become a landlord because of that passive income where you get monthly rent checks coming in and the uh, you know how I could hire a property manager so I started basically looking for a mentor somebody that would teach me and maybe partner with me. And eventually I found, I decided just to partner with my dad starting out from my very first property because he's got several rental properties and he knows the area really well in our city because he's a real estate agent. So he works every day. So I partnered with him and I, you know, bought in 50% of the property. He bought in 50% of the property and we got a property together, fixed it up and built some instant equity because we got it you know, at 40% off or 40% of its market value. So we got it 60% off from its market value, but it's because it was in such distressed condition that there was no way we were going to pay full market price for the property. So we got it at a deep discount and we put a, a rehab budget into it. And then, you know, we brought it back up to its market value worth. So whatever that equity that remained is what we capture if we go to sell it in the future. So then we got the property fixed up and you can see, you know, pictures and stuff of it, the before and after pictures. If you go to my website, under30wealth.com and, you know, it's going to start cash flowing and making, you know, monthly passive income. And he's being the property manager of it too, because I'm out of state, you know, it's invested in my hometown where I don't live anymore. So it's truly passive income for me where I'm just getting money deposited into my bank account every month even though, you know, it's my property, but I've, you know, learned how to outsource things and make it truly passive income. So the overall lesson here is when you start out in life, you know, you're going to have to put in a lot of hard work, but at some point you need to shift your mindset over to passive income. You want to generate, you know, income assets that produce income that you don't have to be there to work. And like, at some point you want to be able to quit your job. So you don't have to show up and trade your time for wages anymore. You can just sit back live your life every day how you want to live, and enjoy time with family, enjoy traveling, you know, all the great things that you're looking forward to doing in your life in retirement, you should start doing them earlier in life by building, you know, passive income early in life so that you can get like an early semi-retirement essentially. So on my blog, you're going to find some other ways to generate passive income besides real estate investing. I'll show you how to build like an online business where you can sell some information products such as ebooks, e-courses, video courses, you know, different things that you're knowledgeable on, you can turn around and share your knowledge with others and they're going to then be able to pay you for your knowledge essentially. So you're selling e-products. So that's another passive income method you'll learn on my website, but primarily I'm going to focus on real estate investing because that's one of the biggest ways you can generate passive income and build wealth because there's four ways that you build wealth in real estate. So, can you think of the four ways right now if you just paused for a second and thought of the four ways? And then I'm going to go ahead and tell you these four ways now that you've had a few seconds to think about it and we're going to see how close you are. So, the four benefits, the four reasons why, you know, the wealthy, the millionaires, why they love real estate. So, number one is the cash flow. Like we just talked about the passive income. You can get cash flow. Uh, you can rent out property. And the rents are going to be higher than all your operating expenses and your debt payments. So after you pay everything off, you're going to have a net cash flow that remains. So that's passive income. The second reason is appreciation. So when you buy real estate that's in a highly desirable location or like around, you know, good school districts or, you know, maybe it's in a near the ocean or something. So there's some kind of location where you're buying property that's highly desirable. There's a huge demand for it. And the population's going to grow over time in this area. That's going to increase, you know, the price of your property over time. So your property is going to appreciate. Now, Robert Shiller, one of the famous Yale economists, he talks about the uh, studying real estate. And he says that, you know, from like 1900 to the 2000s, real estate really doesn't appreciate. It just stays in line with inflation. So it's basically a hedge against inflation. So if inflation averages 2 to 3% annually over 100 years, then your, pro- your property is probably going to appreciate or stay in line with inflation 2 or 3% a year. So that's one of the things why people buy real estate because it's considered a, a real asset. So in inflationary times, you're invested in real estate, your real estate prices or, or value is going to go up. So it's essentially going to be a hedge to keep your money hedged against inflation. Whereas if you were to put it in like a bank account, your money might fall behind inflation. If the interest rates are lower than what the inflationary period is. So that's the second reason we've got cash flow, we've got appreciation. The third is like the equity from like the loan pay down or the forced equity in the property. So as I mentioned, if you buy a property, you know, 50% off because it's really distressed and it needs a ton of rehab work inside, you can, you know, fix it up for less than the spread. So let's say you have a hundred thousand dollar property and you buy it for fifty thousand and you only have to put 20000 into it to rehab it. So your all-in cost is 70000 but now it's good as new, so it's worth 100000 based on houses in the neighborhood that have recently sold for 100000 that are very similar to yours. So you've created a $30,000 spread between what you paid 70000 and what the house is worth. So this is equity, forced equity is what it's called. And the other type of equity is called the loan paydown. So if you were to take out a loan, for eighty thousand and you paid twenty thousand on a hundred thousand dollar house, then over time you're gonna pay down that loan and you're gonna it's gonna be part principal and part interest. So you're gonna build equity in your home as well. So that's the third method is the equity, whether it's from a loan pay down or from forced equity. And then the fourth reason is the tax benefits. So if you know the wealthy, they make a ton of money and they have to pay huge amounts of taxes. But real estate is one of those things where they can stick away their millions and kind of shield it from taxes so there's the thing called the 1031 exchange which basically when you it's like when you go to sell your real estate instead of paying capital gains tax you can roll it over into another property that's that costs more that's more expensive so you can use your capital gains as like a down payment on a next property that's higher up on scale as far as price and that you won't get taxed so it's not that you're not going to pay taxes you're just deferring taxes so you don't have to pay taxes right now You're kind of just rolling your money into another investment and then down the road whenever you go to realize those gains and not roll it into any more property then you're going to pay taxes so that allows you to compound your investment by deferring taxes so you can buy a hundred thousand dollar property make a capital gain on it flip that house use that money in for like a two hundred thousand dollar house and build your way up until you're owning million dollar properties and the whole time your taxes you're not paying taxes each time you flip a house or flip the property because you're deferring it with a 1031 exchange. Another benefit with taxes is if you live in the property for, I think it's like two years out of five, then when you go to sell since it was a home residence to you, then there's the government allows up to so much uh, capital gain. It's either 250,000 or it's 500,000. I think it depends on if you're married, or if you're single, but the government basically says, if you lived in this as a personal residence for so long, then you know any uh, capital gains that you realize on the sale, you don't have to pay taxes on. So that's one of the other benefits. You know, If you start out living in a property for two years and then you move out and you keep it as a rental for a few more years, uh, as long as you sell it within like a five year period or whatever, where you lived in it for two of those five years, you should be able to sell it and not have to pay capital gains tax. And then the other main tax, benefits most people get from real estate already is uh you can write off your mortgage interest and sometimes i think property tax as well you can write off as deductions on your taxable income so the government gives tax breaks it's like an incentive to homeowners so any mortgage interest you're paying you can use it as a deduction against your taxable income so i've been speeding through this episode today I've just taught you a lot about passive income and about the basics of real estate investing here in my intro episode. So as you see, I've got you know a lot of knowledge to share with you in future episodes on these similar topics on passive income, online business, real estate investing, but I'm also going to cover a lot more things on this podcast. I'm going to cover all of these other personal finance topics. We'll cover budgeting, uh, different savings accounts and other assets you can invest money into, You know, creating a financial plan, setting financial goals. I'm not a certified financial planner, so this is my disclaimer. At the time of this intro, I'm not. I'm actually uh, studying to get my certified financial planning credentials at some point, and I'm also in the process of completing my real estate licensing exam, so I'll be a licensed realtor as well in the state of Florida in the coming weeks or months. So if you're listening to this months later, I've likely already attained these credentials and became a realtor. So maybe I am a financial planner by the time you're listening to this episode. But as of right now, I'm not a financial planner. So anything I'm saying, you know, is just from my knowledge, my experience, my opinion. It's nothing. It's no advice to you, basically, is my disclaimer. But there's a lot of things I think you can pick up from me. So we're going to cover all kinds of personal finance topics because I'm, you know, like I said, studying, becoming a financial planner. So I'm reading and learning everything that I'm and then turning around and pretty much sharing it with you. So a lot of stuff you're going to learn from me is from like hours of research I've done or straight from the book that I'm using to study for the exam. So you're going to be able to pick up a lot of good insight. That's going to help you be smarter with your money. And when you go talk to professionals, such as attorneys and accountants and tax specialists and financial planners, You're going to have a lot of knowledge. You're going to be able to, you know, talk on a different level with them and be able to understand them on a whole other level than most people because of the financial knowledge that you gain by sticking with the under 30 wealth community. So I'm going to wrap up this first intro podcast today. This is a bit longer than the the future podcast that I'm going to be releasing. Most of my podcasts will be anywhere from five to 15 minutes long, so they're not going to be super long episodes. You can take them with you anywhere you go. Just simply download the podcast episodes to your phone or through iTunes. Uh, and then you can take them with you on the go. So when you're out at the gym or you're driving to work, you can listen to different episodes and grow your knowledge on whatever topics you're interested in. And you can stop by our blog as well. Read free articles at under30wealth.com blog. We've got all kinds of financial articles already on our website. It's been a while that I've been wanting to get this podcast going so I've already got an established following and an established website and an email list that's been growing pretty rapidly so I'm finally moving to the point where I'm getting my podcast going and then in the coming weeks I'm going to have my YouTube channel going as well so you can learn a lot of things through video. So be sure to stop by our website, subscribe to our email newsletter. You're going to get weekly emails as well that has a lot of cool exclusive content and updates and free giveaways. And then, like I said, subscribe to me on social media and YouTube. And you're going to be able to find video content and YouTube videos coming in the future. I'll be able to post videos of properties I'm touring or investing and flipping. I'm going to be down in Florida, so we're going to be able to see a lot of cool Uh, high-rise condominiums and a lot of nice mansions and stuff that I'm going in and out of as a realtor and uh, as an investor. So you're going to be able to see a lot of cool video footage of different properties as well that'll hopefully inspire you to become a real estate investor if you're still on the fence. So thanks for tuning into this intro episode. I'm excited to bring you future episodes each week. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast and get these instantly downloaded through the feed to your device. Hope all is well with you and best of luck. Take care.